Welcome back. Thank you for tuning in once again to the place where sports opinions collide. Dead End Sports. I'm your host, 12 Kyle. In this week's episode, we're going to talk about NASCAR. (laughs) No, I'm just playing. Unless you've been hiding under a rock or been locked away in jail, the NBA has rendered its decision on Clippers owner Donald Sterling and his racial comments. And we've got it all covered for you right here. You're going to get unbiased, raw and uncut sports opinions. Of course, I'm going to be joined by my partners. You know the fellows from Dead End Hip Hop, B, Ken, and FIFO. So pass the word. Dead End Sports. It's about to go down. Let's go. Tuning in once again. It is Tuesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That could only mean one thing. It is time for the most innovative, interactive show, the best show on the internet right now. The place where sports opinions collide. You are locked in live to Dead End Sports. I'm your host, 12 Kyle. The phone number to call in, area code 646 478 Again, the number 646 646- Four seven eight zero three five six. This is an interactive show. We ask that you not just listen to the show, be a part of the show, participate in tonight's discussion. A couple of ways you can do that: you can log into the chat room. The chat room is always open and interactive. Just create a profile for yourself and participate in tonight's show. Uh, you can also hit us up on Facebook. We have our own Facebook page. Just go to facebook.com backslash dead end sports uh, you can also check us out check out our website deadendsports.com uh, if you're on twitter hit us up follow the show at dead end sports uh, you can also follow us individually you can follow ken at k-b-i-n-g-e you can also follow b at at b-e-e-z-y 430 follow fifo at f-e-e-f-o 247 and you can follow, follow me 12 kyle the number one two K Y L E. Remember, this show is being broadcast live each and every Tuesday night. So, in the event you cannot listen to the show live, make sure that you check out the archives at blogtalkradio.com backslash Dead End Sports. You can also check it out on Stitcher as well. If you have an Android or iPhone, uh, just go to your application store, download the Stitcher application for free, search Dead End Sports. And you can listen at your leisure, at home or on the go. It's just that simple. Again, the phone number to call in, area code 646-478-0356. Got a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, I don't know if two hours will be enough, to be honest, but we're going to try to get it all in. Uh, Before I get started, man, got to bring in the fellas, got to bring in the crew. Uh, First up, hailing from the city of Detroit, the the beat maker of the crew. Got to make my man beat. Beat, what's good, man? I thought I had B. Okay, here we go. Let's try. Let's see oh. here. <laughs> I should, I should be able to pull him up now. Beat, what's going on, man? 
What up, man? You had me muted, man. That's, that's yeah, up, I had man. you muted. My bad, muted. my bad. Yeah, man. What up, what up, what up though? What up? Chill it, chill it, chill it. And I also got to bring him a partner right here in ATL. My man, Ken. Ken, what's up? Hey, what's good, Kyle, man? Just sitting here watching this Wizards uh, Chicago game, looking at Chicago, uh, <clears throat> you know, thinking they're going to win this game tonight, but, you know, I, I think it's going to be over. I think Chicago is going fishing tonight, man. I really do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> last but not least, third member of the crew, the point guard of the crew, my man FIFO. FIFO, what's up? What's up, man? What's good, man? What's good? Chilling, 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 chilling. The phone number to call in, area code 646-478-0356. Again, 646-478-0356. Man, before we get started um, on tonight's show, like I mentioned in the intro, we, you know we're not talking NASCAR. <laughs> we got a lot of stuff to talk about, man. But I, I, we got we got we got to start on a personal level first, man. Um, I think it was uh, this past Saturday. Somebody somebody had a thirtieth birthday. Is that am I correct? Yeah, man. <laughs> man, you happy birthday, people, old, man. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Man, I thought you was older than thirty, man, for real. <laughs> oh man, yes. So the birthday was all right. Yeah, it was cool, man. You know, I had a uh, B. I invited you know a, a couple people over. Uh, you know, my media came through, and you know, my my, my fam. Thanks know, my for the invite, people. I appreciate it, man. My, yeah. my bad, Kyle. <laughs> you know, you got shorties and stuff. I ain't, you know, yeah. Yeah, man, mean, man. I was don't, don't man. Phone. I was, on, I'm joking. I was on daddy duty. Oh, mm-hmm. wife was out of town, so I was, I was hemmed up, man. I mm-hmm. was, I was watching Barney all weekend. Yeah, that's what's right. And, uh, and and last but not least, man, we got a birthday tomorrow, man. What, what's up, B? B oh man? Lord, uh, let's, let's jump on this early, man. Happy birthday early for you, man. What's up uh, with that? Yeah, I know. Like we got like three more hours, man. Three more hours of countdown until my birthday. So, you know, I'm, I'm glad I'm spending my my last uh, two hours of my of my thirty <clears throat> something years. <laughs> and, you know, these last two hours with you guys. You know what I'm saying? These last little few hours. Of that age with you guys, so you know. No doubt, no in. doubt. Hey, well, definitely enjoy the birthday. Be safe. I don't know what you got planned, but I know you're gonna do it big. I know you're gonna do it big. Oh, speaking um, of Kyle, Kyle, Kyle. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I don't know if, you, know if you're gonna be on daddy duty this uh, weekend, but I'm having like a fight slash B-Day party this Saturday. I'm there. And, and check no, out. No, no, dad. Daddy duty this last weekend. Last okay. Okay, yeah. I'm there. I, 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 I'll text you my uh, address. There you go. Perfect, perfect. I have no plans whatsoever. Cool, cool, right. cool. The phone number to call in, area code 646-478-0356. As I mentioned in the intro, if you've been locked up or you've been under a rock, um, the NBA has rendered its decision. Uh, Donald Sterling, man, the comments that he made on Saturday, or that, excuse me, that were released uh, over the weekend, I, I saw him Saturday morning, um, got him up out of there. Uh, uh, he's been banned by NBA Commissioner Adam Silver uh, for a lifetime, and they are pushing to uh, have him sell his ownership of the Clippers. Uh, he's also fined $2.5 million, uh, which is the maximum allowed by NBA bylaws for uh, the NBA to sue an owner. Um, so let's start right there, man. Um, when you first when you first heard it, when you first – the first heard the audio or, or the transcript of what uh, his comments were. I'll start with you, FIFO, uh, since you, you're the birthday boy. Um, 
What did you think when you first heard the comments made by uh, Donald Sterling? Honestly, um, I was shocked. I, I woke up uh, that morning and I uh, just saw it on, on, on the team stream, Bleacher Report app, and, um, you know, listened to the audio, and I, I was a little shocked. Um, you know, I, I didn't know about Donald Sterling's history, but, you know, I, I, after the initial shock wore off, then, you know, it just came to the realization, you know, it's just another white, rich billionaire that, you know, has this idea you know, um, you know, obviously racist, obviously not progressive, not not forward thinking. You know, and 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 the more I thought about it, I'm just like, man. So, I, you know, I understand um, when you're in a position of, you know, like a Donald Sterling or something like that. You know, the people around you, there's a certain image that you need to uphold, but that image should not be tainted by. You know, being seen with black people, especially black people, you know, Magic Jackson's stature. You know, I understand if, you know, maybe some of your family was like super hood or something like that. And, you know, that right. might not be the best thing to publicize because I know people, you know what I'm saying, that I probably wouldn't, you know, put out there like that. But I will hang out with you and I don't have mm-hmm. an issue, but it's just for, you know, publicity. It's not a good look for my brand. And I understand that, but I just think that it was atrocious, especially... Yeah, it, it, it's just not a good look, man. It was just not a good look. It, it, it really made me think how many more owners in the NBA think this way, you know. And, right. and, and I think that's the question. Obviously, now you know they're all going to be tight lips, um, you know. And, and, and I think that it was good that they came down so hard, um, you know, because that shouldn't be tolerated. Even if you feel that way, and even if you feel that way in private, you know, you like. Look, I think I think what what Mark Cuban said was was one hundred percent correct in terms of this is a very slippery slope. I think that the way we came, the way that the NBA came down was justified, but at the same time, like how far can we go when a private conversation is recorded and you can lose your business because of that? You know, and just to you know a lesser degree, let's say they say something that you know morally maybe to you. Is, is is bad, but maybe, you know, like, it, it, it's just a slippery slope. I think that they acted accordingly, but I think moving forward, I, I, you know, I, I, I think that it's just a slippery slope, and, and I just hope that we're not in a similar situation where now we have coaches and players talking this, that, or whatever just to kind of get out of contracts and, and things of that nature. But, I, you know, honestly, I think, they're, you know, for the most part, NBA is professional. You really don't see them get in trouble in the off season, even during the season, you know, most of the time. So I, I, I think that that won't be an issue. But it kind of, you know, it, it slightly creaks open the door to Pandora's box. That's that's a that's a very good point too, and I, I, Cuban's comments kind of struck me a little bit. I'll get into them a little later. Uh, B, what about you? What, what was the first thing you you heard? Uh, what was the first thing that you thought when you heard uh, uh, the comments made by uh, Donald Sterling on this tape? Man, it was funny because I like I swear, like maybe about two weeks ago, me and my uh, well, like what actually when the playoffs first started, sorry. And um, me, I was talking to me and like texting with me and my, like about three or four of my best friends in Detroit, and I was like, yeah. So you got with the Clippers and Warriors? He was like, man, F the Clippers, man. They they own a racist as hell. I was like, really? Because I never <laughs> heard anything. I I've never heard anything, you know, you know, prior about Donna Sterling being racist prior to this, you know, to this incident. So 
my boy said that, and I was like, really? I said, well, I asked his boy, like, shout out to my boy, Meech. I was like, uh, Meech, how is he um, racist? He was like, man, just Google him, man. Just type, Google his name, man. Donald Sterling, you will see. And, you know, I just started seeing some of the incidents, you know. I read some of them. I kind of, like, skimmed through some of the incidents about that, uh, him not – I think he had, like, an apartment or some type of apartment complex, and he wasn't letting them the minorities or whatever like that. But then when this came out, I remember texting my boy, like, right then. I'm like, oh, I, t- I texted my boy, me. He's like, man, you was right. <laughs> I was like, this dude, after I listened to the audio, I was like, man, you was right. This dude is racist or whatever. So, you know, when I heard the audio, and, of course, seeing the picture, it's like, okay, it makes sense. You know, uh, being there, white dude, he's a, with, with a lot of old money. You know, he, what he's 80 years old, so you know what he's. What probably time in you know in America he came up in so right. you know it was it was surprising I mean it's, it's like a rich dude and it makes me and it also makes me think this too like okay he's friends with he's friends with other owners in the NBA you know of course. of course they probably they probably have this type of conversation amongst each other in other private areas we just so happen to catch this private conversation he had with his you know mistress his girlfriend ain't no telling with him and, and and you know five six other owners. You know, or his other billionaire friends, you know, <clears throat> Donald Trump, you know, has had conversations they've had, you know, in other other arenas. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it, at the end of the day, after it, it just it wasn't surprising. You know, it's, it's sad that this, this type of incident is being overshadowed over the great NBA playoffs that we're experiencing right now. But you know, it's it's, it's, it's the country living. No doubt, no doubt. What about you, Ken? What, what was your take on it when you first heard it? Uh, I'm assuming on Saturday. Yeah, it, it, it was Saturday. I was um, I was actually out, man, and and um, uh, sitting on the back of a U-Haul. You know, I had a as <laughs> <laughs> crazy that as that sounds. You know, I had a I was doing a yard sale, man, and and I just happened to go on Twitter, and I just saw the comments. But people talk about crazy stuff on Twitter all the time, so right. I didn't really pay that, that you know that much mind. I'm like. Wait a minute, what happened? Then I saw the comments, you know, what people were saying. I'm like, huh. I'm like, okay, but much like B, I, first thing that popped in my head was that that's old money. You know, it's not anything that surprises me that he got caught. And then the second thing was, how did you get caught? This is 2014, and you allow yourself to get tripped up like that. You know what I'm saying? Saying, you know, all kind of crazy things. And I'm thinking the third thing was, what did you do to her? You know what I'm saying? To make her, (laughs) you know, to piss her off, to leak this information out about you. And, of course, you know, the timing of everything that's going on, I'm like, man, what is going on with the NBA playoffs, um, you know, this year? Um, Look, we've all lived under... Uh, under this this Barack presidency and and you know to see the reaction by a lot of people, um, some shocked and some off, you know the outrage, the public outrage that a lot of people have, you know is is, is kind of amazing to me as I watch the whole thing unfold because people are mad, people are upset, you know and um, you know so but you know to me it's not surprising at all and probably to all four of us on this call. We're not surprised that a guy with old money like that say, is saying the comments that he said because these are things that he's felt, you know, throughout his lifetime. He's grown. He grew up in a different era, a different time. We just got free. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you, know, uh, you know, so, 
his life on this earth. What is he, almost 70 or 80-something? He's 80. You know he's what I'm 80. saying? So, 80. And, he's 80. Yeah, so what? Civil rights was, what, 64, you know, 69. We got all kind of civil rights acts being passed. This guy lived during a time where we didn't have a lot of the privileges and stuff that we have now. So, you know, he's had to learn how to, you know, keep a lot of how he felt, you know, in private, you would think. But then, like B said, you go and look through his history, or if you are familiar with the things that he's done historically in his past, then he's not that private after all. He's very public. He just got money to pay his way out of it. So, you know, yeah, it, it didn't surprise me at all, man. I, I, for me, I was just like, how did you get caught? Right. How did you get caught? That, that was the thing to me. I'm like, man, y'all, man, look, y'all better be paying these mistresses, dog. <laughs> right, exactly. And you know what, exactly. You know, to, to your point, like, um, what he did with, with Elgin Baylor, you know what I'm saying? Like, that was crazy because uh, he even started gloating that he didn't even have to pay Elgin. The insurance paid Elgin Baylor. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it, 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 it's, it's crazy, man. Um, I, I, didn't, I didn't know his history like that. But, you know, when you kind of start digging in and, and you know, you make that, that connection to old money, man, it's, just, it's sad, really. It, it, it really is really because if you look at it, he he had, he had he has had a, a track record of it. I Much like you guys, I was just kind of moving around Saturday morning, um, you know, just doing stuff with the kids and stuff, and I, I just – much like you can just jumped on Twitter and I saw it and I was like um I was like wait a minute I, I I did I just read that right and then when I did a little bit more investigating and I was actually able to hear the actual audio well first I saw a transcript of the audio then I actually heard the audio and I much like Ken I was like well damn how, how did that get out I I knew of his battles with uh, uh, Elgin Baylor when Elgin Baylor was the GM. I, I distinctly remember the fact that Elgin Baylor was one of the uh, top GMs. And this, and keep in mind, the Clippers have always sucked. So it's not like, I mean, the, for, for people who, for the, the young NBA fans who see Blake Griffin, they see, you know, Chris Paul and these guys, you know, this is a different age of the Clippers. The Clippers were one of the laughing stocks of the NBA for just seems to be like all of my, my adult life. Uh, even my childhood as well is just you know they just they were bad so and Sterling's been a part of that and he never paid any players and and he notoriously underpaid uh, Elgin Baylor and that was part of the, the the discrimination lawsuit was that Elgin Baylor was making in a in a position in a position where he should have been making at least a million dollars Elgin Baylor was getting paid like maybe three hundred four hundred thousand dollars you know um, and he had to fight to get that so and this is a legend this isn't somebody who was just you know, Johnny come lately. Long story short, um, when I heard it, I wasn't really surprised. Nothing really surprises me as far as what people say uh, behind closed doors. Uh, but I will share with, with everybody listening and, and the fellas is that something that was taught to me at a young age, um, actually when I was in college, one of my professors told me, he said, it, he said it best, he said, freedom of speech ain't free. And it's not. You know, you can, one of the beauties about, you know, and people always say that one of the great things about having this show is that you can say what you want to say. We can say whatever we want to say about whomever we want to, and, you know, for the most part, there's no repercussion. If I wanted to go on a 15-minute tirade about President Obama, there's not going to be anybody knocking on my door coming to cut my head off if, as it would it be if I was in Russia or one of these third-world countries. That being said, 
there's a price that comes with that. We learned that from the whole Mitt Romney thing back in, in the election last year when he made that comment about 47%, which, you know, most people believe, well, I don't think that, you know, it was, but I think that was part of the reason why he lost. You know, um, you just can't say certain things. I mean, you just can't. Well, you can say what you want, but everything comes at a cost. And obviously this situation has cost Donald Sterling uh, his baby, his chance to uh, continue to be an owner of the uh, Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, the phone number to call in, area code 646-478-0356. You're locked in live to Dead End Sports. We're going to be talking about this all night long. Hit us up, 646-478-0356. Right now we got a call on the line. Let's jump to the lines. Uh, let's go to uh, area code 843. 843, you're on the air with Dead End Sports. What's your name? Where are you calling from? 843. Going once, going twice. Okay, I guess. Okay, wait a minute. <laughs> Hang on a second. All right, let's put him back up. 843, you're on the air. What's your name? Where are you calling from? What's going on, Kyle? This is Steve. I'm calling from uh, D.C. Steve, right what's now. up, man? What's going on? I wanted to chime in uh, on the Donald Sterling situation, if I may. Go ahead. Um, when I heard it, uh, maybe because I'm a little bit more wacky than you guys, I heard a old guy who had a young 30-year-old chick that didn't want to see her around those guys with, with big muscles. I heard somebody was jealous. Now, right. was he racist? Yeah, but that seemed to be the crux of everything. It was he, I got this young hot thing. I know you're going to sleep with some other people. We got whatever type of hybrid relationship we got, but I just don't want to see you around there because my, my, old, my old friends be laughing at me. So, well, you know what, Steve, here's the thing. Here's the question. I And this kind of threw me off in this comment about you can sleep with other people. I mean, mm-hmm. she was with Magic. I mean, do you really want her to sleep with Magic? <laughs> I mean, it, it, it ain't. No disrespect to Magic, but I'm you know, just saying. Like, like, I'm thinking a lifetime band. What is this, like two years for the guy? I mean, you know, like, I hear you, but okay. You know, so, um, and with, with Cuba's comments, of course, you know, now... You know, we hear about Des Bryant at the mall with his pants hanging down, and that's news. So if we're going to have the standard for players, we got to have a standard for owners. So, you know, and even I think back to the Chris Paul trade that got blocked by David Stern. And basically right. he had he gift-wrapped him and gave him to Donald Sterling. Like, mm-hmm. he, didn't, he, he rejected the trade to the Lakers and said, well, if you want to go to L.A., you got to play for my boy. And to me, that was one of Donald, uh, I mean, uh, David Stern's last acts, you know, for, for Donald Sterling. Like, he comes from that old guard. That was his boy. You know, one of the reasons he was still in the league was he was cool with uh, Dr. Buss. Like, they went back. So, you know, like, Sterling was a monster. Well, is a monster that basically David Stern created. So, you know, this is chickens coming home to roost and all of that. You know, I'm sure that the players were going to boycott, but... You know, um, at the That's end of the day... That's another thing we'll get into as well. Right. You know, at the end of the day, I, I think perhaps that might be something that Chris Paul might look into or might have at least brought up. Like, hey, you know, the the league owned the Hornets. You blocked the trade to the Lakers and pretty much told me, hey, this is where you're going to go. Like, you know, it, it kind of feeds into the whole plantation mentality of we controlling the talent. So right. I do appreciate... Silver getting back to the idea that nobody, you know, in the NFL they say the shield, so I guess in the NBA they say the logo. Nobody's bigger than that. But for a long time, Stern was bigger than the logo, you know. 
Well, it's definitely a different day and time, man. It's definitely a different day and time, and Adam Silver has definitely rendered his decision and shown us that. As always, man, Steve, thanks for calling in, man. We definitely appreciate it, man. Certainly, Kyle. All right, All right man. Phone number, Steve, call uh, area code 646 478 Again, 646 478 This is Dead End Sports. You're locked in live from 9 to 11. I'm your host, 12 Kyle, joined by my partners in crime, B, Ken, and FIFO. Hit us up, 646 478 um, we touched on it a little bit earlier, and I wanted to throw this out to you guys. And I'll start with you first, Ken. Um, FIFO mentioned it a little bit as far as like Mark Cuban and maybe you know maybe where some other owners are thinking. Do you think that Sterling's comments are reflective of owners in the NBA? <sighs> of course. Um, yeah, I do. You know, I, I'll be a fool to not think that. Um, you know, I, I think that, in, in all honesty, uh, Sterling is a reflection of, of society as a whole. You know, and and oftentimes we we see it among, you know, uh, our peers, right? But we don't often have an opportunity to hear how the 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 one percent, you know, feel. You know, because they're often untouched. You know, they're they're on a level, you know, above us. But now, you know, that's been exposed. So are there other people that have that type of money that own these teams that has that old money? Absolutely there are. You know, and, and, and this, this, what happened over the weekend it really speaks to what needs to happen moving forward, and that is we need more minority owners in controlling some of these teams and it's a it's a it's a damn shame that we have all of these, all of these hip hop acts or whatever you you know entertainers and we have you know these basketball players that are making loads and loads of money and we're talking about the superstars like a Jordan or a Kobe and I know Jordan owns a team and Magic you know has his part as well and Jay Z has you know jumped in also but we need more we need that diversity in ownership we need you guys them to get in there and to start to break some of that up because they've played in the league. They understand that they can relate to them on levels that, you know, that these owners cannot. And it can break up that, that the whole plantation mentality that, that Sterling and some of the owners have, you know. And, um, you know, we, we, we've in the past have said that, you know, on a very surfal basic level, right, that, you know, as soon as the NBA came 73% or 80% black, that it really exhibited, or practically all the sports exhibited, this whole, you know, white owners, black players, making all the money for the white owners, you know, is no different than slavery, right? And it's much more layered than that. But when you have a guy like Donald Sterling that come out and is caught on tape that says, I give them cars and, and money and houses and all that stuff, it reinforces that basic ideal that black Americans run around with in their heads. You know, and, and even though it's a complex, you know, analogy when you really dig into what it, what it actually is, that's how he's kind of validating that some of them actually think that way. You know, so, so and, and that within itself is problematic. So we definitely need to break that up. We need young money. We need guys like, like Cuban that's going to get in there that's going to be youthful and, and exuberant and, and full of energy, 
you know, and passionate about the sport, even though he kind of supported Sterling, you know, in his own way. But we need guys like that. We need more guys like Jay-Z and more guys like, you know, Jordan and, and, and Magic to, to gain more and more of a share of the ownership of franchises so we're not subjected to this, you know, moving forward in the future. No, I, I agree 110%. What about you, B? What, what's your take on it? Do you think that, you know, his his comments were reflective of the, the overall thinking of a lot of NBA owners? Uh, uh, probably so, man. I mean, like, like I said before, it's like, you know, all these owners are billionaires. They're, you know, they're all amongst friends amongst each other, and, and they cool, they conversate. So they ain't going to tell them what be going on in their private conversations that they have that that's not recorded. You know, I, I mean, I, you know, I'm not saying, like, yeah, okay, Miami owner is racist, or every single owner is racist, but, I mean, I, won't, I still won't put it past. I mean, I, I wouldn't. I still won't put it past the rest of the owners that this might be some of <laughs> some of their low key uh, thoughts about us or whatever. They're like, okay, yeah, you, you know, got the black players to make me all this money and make this money for me. But hey, guess what? You know, at the end of the day, I don't want. I don't, I don't like being around y'all. I don't want. I don't want y'all to be around me. So you know, I wouldn't put it past it. I mean, I'm like Ken though. Yeah, we. It, it's good to have some new faces. You know, Michael Jordan. You know, some other young, up and coming. Uh, you know. Make billionaires being owners, so you know I'm cool with that. But I wouldn't, put, I wouldn't put it past the rest of these owners that they are, you know, somewhat racist. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. What, what about you, FIFA? What's your take on it? Um, I definitely think that a lot of owners think that way. I, I wouldn't necessarily say it is basketball owners. You know what I'm saying? But I definitely think that owners in general, um, or, 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 or let's even go beyond just owners. Let's just talk about the culture that Donald Sterling was saying. He said that he was part of a culture. So what culture mm-hmm. is that? You know, that's the elite. That's the 1%. That, that's, those are his peers. So, um, of course, racism still exists. I don't think that racism will ever die, mainly because humans are judgmental. You know what I'm saying? Regardless. Um, so even, you know, you may not be born a racist. Eventually, you're going to judge people for whatever it is, you know, whether it's something petty or something big. You know that that's just the the, the human nature, but um, you know I I just I don't I, I think that it's shocking and appalling when somebody that owns something that black people kind of built for them, you know, in, in 2014 still feels that way, um, you know, because with great power comes great responsibility, and um, you know, like 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 you said, Kyle, you know. Freedom of speech ain't free, and he he you know Donald Sterling is is learning a pretty tough lesson right now, um, and, and I think that hopefully the that culture that Sterling is talking about they see this, and maybe y'all should really think just a little bit differently about us, uh, mainly because we're humans at the end of the day, man. Nothing is different from us, you know what I'm saying, than them. We may grow up differently, but just like they have trailer park trash, we have hood and ratchet people. You know, it's just the way of the world. Like, our hood and ratchet people aren't any better or worse than your rednecks and and, and people that, you know what I'm saying, aren't at the level and aren't elite and things of that nature. So, you know, at the end of the day, man, we're all people. We all bleed red. So, um, you know, hopefully um, that culture sees this and, Hopefully it just changes them slightly, but you know when you like eighty something, man, you set it your ways. Ain't nothing oh, gonna damn. change you. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I think um, one, one thing that's, I, I, I don't know that, you know, that any of the owners feel like this because I don't, because you you got to remember that Sterling's been around for a long time. And like you said, when you're, when you're 80 something years old, you know, I know when I'm 80, I'm going to be set in my ways. You know, I, I'm going to feel a certain way about certain things. And he has a track record of it. So if you look at his track, and that's, that's the thing I think that keeps coming up. I don't think people really knew his track record as far as uh, racial inequalities and things, the lawsuits he's had against the, against him. I remember um, Jordan's last year in Chicago, uh, the year that they won their uh, sixth title, the, the second of the three-peats. Um, there was some contract negotiations throughout that summer uh, because I think Jordan had, he just he signed a one-year deal basically. And uh, the uh, owner at the time, Jerry Reinsdorf, he cut a check or he wrote, you know, signed a contract to Michael Jordan paying him, I think it was like one year for $33 million. And the response that he said to Michael Jordan, and Jordan said he always took it with him, was, I shouldn't be paying you this amount of money. You're not worth it. And I'm like, are you serious? Did you really say that? And, you know, and that, when I heard that, that really kind of changed my mentality as far as how ownership looks at players because if you can't as an owner if you can't look at that michael jordan and say hey michael thank you for five titles let's go get six i mean of course it's a business but in in that 30 million dollars 33 million dollars he paid jordan he more than tripled that that particular year as far as what they bought in at the gate tv ratings the whole nine i said that to say this i i don't know that owners feel that way because you know he is from uh, he's from an older generation. I don't know that Mark Cuban feels that way about his players. I don't know that Mickey Harrison, who is the owner of the uh, Miami Heat, I don't know that he feels that way about his players. I will say this much: between the time that that came out and the time that the NBA handed down their decision, you didn't see a whole lot of owners speaking up. And I don't know if it's because that was their boy and they didn't want to feel ostracized, or what it was, or maybe they felt the same way that he felt. I don't know. Um, Mm-hmm. But it is a slippery slope, as, as Mark Cuban mentioned. You know, and the the NBA Players Association feels like they're going to get a 29 and 0 vote to vote him out because they don't want to have a boycott. They don't want to, and 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 I think if they vote, the vote won't be anonymous. So if the vote is not anonymous, you don't want to be the one owner or the two owners or the seven owners who vote to keep Sterling in, and then have that public knowledge be leaked out to the public as to, you know, the fact that you didn't vote him out. You know, I, yeah, I think they, the public outcry would be tremendous. Of course, and they're going to lose sponsors, too. Like, exactly. Sterling, you know, the next day um, you know, I was watching Colin Cowherd, and he had Steve Stout on there, and I didn't know Steve Stout actually created a marketing company called Translation, which um, actually represents uh, State Farm, and you know, obviously they signed Chris Paul, and you know, they made reference to the Clippers, and you know, that next day, they, they got, you know, they, they dropped them. They, they mm-hmm. dropped the Clippers. They said that they still had Chris Paul, and, you know, I counted all of the sponsors. They lost 11 sponsors in a day. But here but here's the messed up part about that, though. Because of the way that the contracts are, are the language in the contract, Sterling already got paid from those sponsorships, and he, he doesn't have to give the money back. So even though they pulled out, he still got paid by them. Right. You know, so... That kind of, that kind of sucks because because I you know for rich people you gotta hit them in the pocket because realistically oh, money is the only thing that they care about. 
Of course, of course. That's that's a great point. And, and I think, you know, that's where my conversation really was kind of going uh, Saturday. Is I said, well, you know, you got to make a financial statement. You know, because it, like you said, you're not somebody 80 years old. You're not going to change them in their in their ways, but you change them. You change them in the bottom line numbers because at the end of the day, he doesn't care about black. He doesn't care about brown or yellow. I, hell, at this point, I don't even know how much he cares about white. You know, but green. That's what that's what matters to Donald mm-hmm. Sterling. And, and, and owners like that. Uh, the phone number to call in, area code 646-478-0356. Again, 646-478-0356. You're tuned in live to Dead End Sports. I'm your host, 12 Kyle. Joined by my partners in crime. You know the fellas from Dead End Hip Hop, B, FIFO, and Ken. Hit us up, 646-478-0356. Um, from the basketball aspect of it, man, um, I the Clippers. I mean, they were really thrown into a tough situation. They went out uh, the other day in Game Four and got blown off the court. Now, I, I don't know how much you know the everything you know surrounding the game had to do with it on the outside as far as Sterling controversy. Um, but I, I'll start right there with you, B. How do you think the Clippers handled the situation going into Game Four? Players and coaches. Um, I mean, you know, I think they still wanted to try to be as professional as they wanted to be. I mean, you know, I know before this game had started, I know people were saying, "Oh, they should, they shouldn't play. They should, they should just protest the game, protest the game, and all that little stuff." Okay, let me stop right there. Whatever, would, whatever. would you, if you were a player B, would you have played? Would I have played? I yeah. think I would because I think I would. I would play because for one, my competitiveness. I think. And, you know, me being on the team, I feel that we're good enough to win a championship. I think at this point we have to play for each other and for, okay. and for the coach I mean, and not let someone, you know, like an asshole like Donald Stern to kind of mess up what we've been working hard, so hard for in the off season and throughout the whole season. So, yeah, I think, you know, like, you know, I, I just picture like me, people, and like some of my other best friends, we playing ball and then we have this type of, you know, controversy going to people like, yo, man, we still got to kind of like stick together and play, you know, play this game that we love to play, that we've been growing up playing our whole lives, you know what I'm saying? So, I would still play. I, th- I think, you know, for the players to make their little take off the shirts the inside out and, you know, just showing the red and dominate L.A. Clippers uh, um, sweats on in the middle of the court. I mean, you know, that that was cool. That was a cool little, little, I guess, statement they wanted to make towards the owner and stuff, but Oh man, and then plus I always look at it as like, okay, what if you in in the real life situation, like if you're a job, if you're working for a company, and you know, this you know this your owner or the CEO of the company is racist, but you know you got kids to feed, you gotta you know you gotta you still got a family to take care of, you just like walk off right there, you know, on, on the spot, or do you just you know, do you go look for another job right away, or you just walk off, or you quit on your spot when you know you got a family to feed, so. Right. It's, it's kind of tough, man. I, I had such a long conversation with that with my boys back home. So it's just like, ah, uh, God, it's 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 a it's a crazy situation. Man. I can't imagine what Chris Paul and Blake Griffin and, and and the rest of them is going through right now and what they're thinking. And for them, even if they still pull out and win this series, man, for them to still be as focused as they are, I think it can can, can speak volumes. Cause let's let's think. I mean, look at all the stuff that Oscar Robertson, Hank Aaron, Bill Russell. All the stuff they had to fight through, you know what I'm saying? And and that time, mm-hmm. now granted, yeah, we're in a different time, you know. Of course, 2014 right. and that time, but still, just to think, just the the you know all the negative and and they saw it, they saw it like that was like a norm for them, you know what I'm saying? So 
them to overcome that, I think Chris Paul and them, they, they can, they, I think they can overcome this. Doc Rivers, you know, Doc Rivers, he's fought, he fought, he's fought racial, you know, profiling in this space as well. You know, this is not his first mm-hmm. time seeing something like this. So, you know, I say, yeah, man, they, they need to just pull together and, and just show that they can be the bigger, the bigger people and, and, and come together as a team and, and try to take care of business if they can. And just don't get to their head too much. Definitely, definitely. What about you, Ken? How do you think they handled it? And and if you were in this situation, would you have played? This was uh, uh, kind of difficult because when the news broke, um, that was one of the first things that uh, that was another thing that popped in my head. Uh, mm-hmm. Was but damn, are are they going to play? Like, how can you play? And should you play? You know, and if they didn't play. How do we look at them, and how would they be judged by their actions of not playing? You know, and and um, so it, it was really, really tough. And for me, I, I'm not going to blame the guys for for playing. I think B, B, you're absolutely right. The you know, uh, they used to play back in the day through this type of stuff all the time, subjected to it daily. Mm-hmm. You know, we're in a different world now, where you know it's a little bit more. Shocking to us a little bit for us to kind of hear it outright, you know, than back in the day when it, it was spewed upon us all the time. You know, when you're just walking down the street and, you know, you know, people just calling you coons and spooks and everything like that. That was the norm. Now you hear it and we're ready to fight, we're ready to do something. So for me, um, my first reaction was, man, I ain't playing for this month. Man, man, right. you know, I'm cursing, you know, doing the, the doing the thing that we, we do right, or most people do when they get upset about something. Like, man, forget that, man. But um, I think just because I would have played probably, and I would have joined my teammates. If the team wanted to play, I would have played with them and tried to make a stand on the court, and I would have given the league time to respond. You know, and you know what, the the, the whole, um, you know, silent protest thing, that was, I guess, kind of cool to go down in history. I didn't think it was as strong of a statement. You know, I didn't think, you know, that they did. But I guess when you're in that situation, you have to do something. You have to show that you do have some kind of voice, even if it is one that's more visual than verbal. So, you know, I get why they did it, even though I didn't think it was something very, very strong. But it was just saying, hey, we acknowledge the comments. We know what's being said about us or how he feels, not about us as players, but about the people that come to watch us as players play this game of basketball. Mm-hmm. You know, you want us to be here in this arena, you know, running up and down the court, being athletic, you know, look at him, look at, look at how he jumped, look at how he jumped for all of the white people. That's what you want. You know, uh, that's what you said. That's what was said when we heard the tape. You know, whether you really wanted that or not, I don't know, because you were just really mad at her. You were attacking her. But you, we heard it. That's what came across, and that's how we feel. So, yeah, man, I, I, no, I, w- I would have played, man, because you know what? It's about the team. It's about the team, and then it's also about let's see what they do, and then if they don't do what we feel like they needed to do, then we'll go from there. But, right, you know, in right. addition to the team, it's also a bigger issue. You know, uh, you know, and when you go up to the society and looking at, uh, you know, African-Americans, and not just African-Americans, just minorities, period. You know, because so it's, it's a lot bigger than them, but I think you got to start there first. 
and then deal with it as you move along. So definitely, definitely, definitely. What, yeah. what about you, FIFO? Uh, what's your take on it? Should they have played, and 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 how how would you have handled it? I think the biggest thing that um um that that we kind of miss right now is the fact that you have to play. And the reason being yeah. is because it's the playoffs. In the playoffs, you're not playing for just anything. You're playing for the championship. This is what you worked all season for. I believe that if it was the regular season, yes, you boycott. You do not play because unless, you know, this this decision came down as fast as it came down because that releases a lot of weight off of your shoulders because you kind of see the writing on the wall. Donald Sterling is not going to be there long term. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It just doesn't make financial sense for him. And I think that if this were to happen in the regular season, I don't care what stretch, we could have been in a 15-game in a win streak. At that point in time in the regular season, yes, I, I would have protested. I would have fought the power. There's no way you would have been able to make me put on a Clippers jersey in a regular season. There, there's just no way. But in the playoffs, after we have a legitimate – we are a championship contender. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's not we're exactly. like we're like AC. We're you know we're we're not just happy to be here. It was the first year in, in, in progression. It's not like we're the Charlotte Bobcats. You know that that we're that we're just out of we're the first year out of rebuilding. We are building a team to compete now. No, we have a team that is championship ready right now. There is no way in hell. And, and, and alluding back to what B said, you know, just the competitiveness of me myself that during the play, there's no way. There's no way. I had man, you man, you gonna have to chop off my foot. I, I, I <laughs> right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Down the Sterling could have said he messed with my mama, this that it might have messed me up mentally, just like it did to LeBron with Delonte West, but there's no way I'm not playing. <laughs> not in the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Regular season, I think that's a different right, story. Right, right. But in the playoffs, oh hell no. I'm that's man, I'm going story. out there. And, and I'm trying to win this championship, you know. So um, that, that, that's how that's that's how I would look at it. And you know, if you, I think I think that's a great point, man. Because you know, one thing I kept seeing, and I'm pretty sure you guys saw it all over social media. You know, people kept saying, "Well, you know, I don't think they should play. I don't think they should play." And, and nobody really had a valid reason for them not to play. And you got to understand too. And then I, I saw some tweets and and and. Facebook posts and saying, well, if they played, they're selling out or this and that. I, you know, that's their job. That's their job. And, and it's not like, you know, it'd be different if and, – and it's almost like you have to kind of put yourself in their shoes. If you went into work mm-hmm. tomorrow, wherever you work, and, and this goes mm-hmm. for everybody listening, you know, unless you own the company, everybody's expendable. I mean, that's first and foremost. So if you walk into work tomorrow and you realize that the CEO of your company is as racist as Donald Sterling, what are you going to do? You know, are you going to quit that day? Are you going to, you know, go try to find another job? Are you going to put the wheels in motion? Are you going to protest? You know, so you have to put yourself in their, in their shoes. And, and they, But the only difference is if, if that happened to me at work tomorrow, the only person that knows this is me and, and whoever I work with. You know, the whole world knows. I mean, this was not just a trending topic on Twitter. I mean, this was, you know, I don't care who you were or what line of work you were in. You know, even people who had no knowledge of who Donald Sterling was, this was water cooler talk come Monday morning because the NBA was facing a – it's still a PR nightmare for them. Um, let's jump to the phone lines. we got a caller calling right now from area code – excuse me, I'm sorry. we got a caller right here in, in an ATL, uh, area code 404. Caller, you on the air. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey. 404. 
Four or four. Can, can y'all y'all hear me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man, the Simon Corell of Dead End Hip Hop, Mike C. Town. Mike, what's up, man? Uh, can y'all hear me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, can hear you, we can hear you. We can hear you, Mike. We can hear you, Mike. Yeah, Mike, we can hear you. Who the fuck hey. is Mike? Listen to me, dude. Hey, I just want. He's been in the chat room. He's been in the chat room all, all night under Donald under the name Donald Sterling. I mean, I've been I've been doing my best to hold my laugh. Look, look, hey, all right, y'all, hey, hey, I just want to get something out. I just want to get something out. My name is Trevor Brown. And I just want to understand something. Why is it a problem if Donald Sterling don't want a bunch of y'all at the goddamn event? Y'all got y'all rappers that go on talking about how much they want to kill Whitey, fuck Whitey, I hate Whitey. What is the problem with a white man that don't want a whole bunch of of dark-skinned people at his damn event. Y'all go in there, you're loud, you're loud, you sneak in drinks and candy and shit. You don't, and you, you don't, you don't, you don't tip no, I'm just under, you know what, y'all don't want to listen to nothing I got to say. This is Trevor Brown. I don't want to hear nothing all, none of y'all got to say. A whole bunch of, damn, what is y'all giggling? <sighs> I'm done, I'm done. I just want to understand it. Explain that point to me and I'm gone. Good fucking guy. <laughs> Last thing, black people stink. Hey, man, that's Mike C-Town from Dead in Hip. Mike, thanks for calling in, man. Man, it's the only time you're going to hear Mike on the sports on the sports mm-hmm. radio show, man. You know what, man? And, and that's the funny thing. Like, people always hit me up and like, yo, man, you need to get Mike to call. I was like, man, Mike don't do sports, man. I was like... Let him let him talk. I said, you know, we're gonna get him on my. We, we're all gonna get dead and hip hop back on my show. But uh, I said, nah. I said he's not calling. I said he might tell you he's gonna call. I said he's not gonna call in. I said, but he, I knew he's gonna call in tonight, man. He's been in the chat room all night cutting up, man. So shout out to Mike for calling in, and shout out to Mike for uh, <laughs> bringing some comic relief to the chat room, man. Shout out to everybody in the chat room, man. We got a lot of people in there, my man Charles. Uh, let's see, Jay Neggs, uh, Machiavelli, Michael Warlock, and Tiago Splitter in the chat room, and we got a few guests in as well. Um, that was funny, man. Okay, let me try to bring it back. <laughs> um, yeah, I need that laugh. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, okay, so Sterling handed down, I'm sorry, um, uh, the commissioner, Adam Adam Silver, handed down the the verdict this afternoon at 2 o'clock on Donald Sterling. Um Punishment, as as I mentioned, uh, he's been suspended. Uh, excuse me, a banned uh, for life. Um, he's had he's going to have to pay two point five million dollars, which I'm pretty sure he has. And I saw some people commenting about the fact that it's only two point five. What they don't understand is by NBA bylaws, that's the most that he could find him. He couldn't find him any more than that. Um, uh, two point five million. Um, Fortunately, fortunate enough for the Clippers, they're not being penalized in the sense of getting draft picks or anything taken out away from them. You know, this wasn't a Clipper issue. This was a Donald Sterling issue. Um, and he is going to force the league to uh, force the owners to vote on him being voted out as far as the owner. Now, Sterling could fight it. He is 80 years old. Um, you know, he could fight it, but from what I understand from the legal pundits, from what, what I saw on ESPN and CNN, 
Um, it's an arbitration case, so it would auto- almost automatically get thrown out in arbitration. Sterling does stand to make a ton of money from the sale of his uh, Clippers. Uh, he bought the Clippers, I think, at like $15 million. They estimate that it's, the team's worth is somewhere between $550 million and $750 million. It could sell for as much as a billion dollars. So he's going to make a huge profit from this. Um, so the question I have, and I'll start with you first, B, um, what did you think about the punishment? B? B got us on mute? Hello, hello, hello. Yeah, B, you You know, okay, there we go. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Um, we got. I was just saying, um, yeah, Adam Silver. uh, You know, I, I kind of expected that. At some point, I knew he was either going to like take him away from the NBA or something. So to ban him from the Clippers and to find him two point five. I mean, yeah, like I think you stated earlier, kind of that's that's chump change for him. Uh, two point five million out of a billionaire. But um yeah, I was like I was like, Oh, okay, um Adam I think he had to though. I think it was I think Adam Silver had to had to make make a statement with this, you know. But I guess by this being his first test as an NBA commissioner, you know, so I thought mm-hmm. I thought he stepped up well and and, and, and and he was swift and he was firm with his decision. And you know, it's funny because Donald Sterling saying that the Clippers are not for sale. So now I remember he was saying, you know, he's gonna be fighting this, so I think the fight is is just getting started. I think this is about to be prolonged. You know, I, I, and unless the owners, his buddies, you know, vote on him to be out, they just might be like, yo, man, you just might have to talk this up as a hell. Go ahead, sell the team for a billion dollars. You know, cause you're going to be the last one laughing, da 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 So ain't no telling what they're saying now. You know, he got he got Donald Trump supporting him, you know. Uh, so, but, you know, shout out to Adam Silver for making the firm and not being, you know, because I was kind of worried for a second. I was like, yeah, you know, I don't know if Adam Silver going to be a chump about it, you know. You know, if he's gonna give him that stiff David Stern punishment, you know that you know David Stern is always used to get it, which he didn't pay attention to this before. But that's another that's another topic. But you know, I, I thought the punishment was was I thought it was well deserved. I thought it was a well deserved punishment. Ban him. You know, hopefully we can get another owner. If, I know they've been talking about Magic being the owner of Clippers. I mean, I think everybody I think everybody wants that to happen at this point because they already throwing his name out there to mm-hmm. by the team. So. You know, but like I said, good, good. I thought it was firm. You know, I don't think he deserved anything worse or anything like that. So, you know, good, good punishment. Definitely, definitely. What about you, Ken? What, what, what do you think about the the punishment that was handed down from Adam Silver? Ah, man, um, I'm not impressed by it, mainly because it it, it was something I expected. They they've orchestrated this whole thing or what like B said, he had no choice. I'm not gonna sit here and, and and you know, cry some victory. We people are walking around like like we won something today. You know what I'm saying? And it's like you gotta understand, like here's a guy whose past finally caught up with him. But this ruling today for a guy that has loads of money, you know, um, it doesn't affect him in any sort of way, even if he has to sell the team. He still walked away a winner, and he only has a couple of more years left on this earth anyway. <laughs> so he's been able to terrorize and, and, and cause miserable pain for people throughout his life. 
And because you said for a decade or so you cannot participate in any NBA activities, all of a sudden that's supposed to make amends for everything that this guy has done. No, I'm not impressed by it. This is what Adam Silver was supposed to do, and this is what they've already talked to Donald Sterling about what they were going to do. So, um, and you know what? And, and Donald Sterling is sitting up there. He's being that old Clint Eastwood guy. He's like, I'm not selling a damn thing. You guys will have to force me out, and if you do, I will see you in court. Now, yeah, there are bylaws in place, and they can go through that, but Donald Sterling is like, you know what? I don't have to, you know what, I don't have to come to the game. But you're still going to pay me. I'm still going right. to get my money. And you still will be working for me on the court while you while you dribbling that ball up and down the court. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so the, it's, it's like when I'm looking at it, like, okay, yeah, okay, fine. That's, you know, it's cute. But Silver, the NBA, they had no choice. And, and, and that is something that, that I think we have to understand. There, this doesn't make amends for any of the, the years and years of, 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 of terroristic activities that we have received, the, 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 um, the structural uh, racism policies in place, um, it, everything. This doesn't, doesn't make up for the, the concentration camps called the projects that have been play, put in place. By, by, by years and years of, of, of white supremacy. Because now all of a sudden, one guy got caught on tape. He had to get caught on tape and they had to blow up. Now all of a sudden, because he got this, this, this punishment, quote unquote, now all of a sudden we want something. But damn it, Trayvon Martin is still dead and Jordan Davis is still dead. And a few years from now, somebody else will be dead at the hands of some white racist person. It doesn't stop with this guy being banned from the NBA that still has all of his money, that still can go buy some black people or some Mexican people or whatever he wants. It doesn't stop here with him. This is a guy that just got a, get that, that they just gave a fine because they feel like they wanted to do something. Everybody's praising the NBA. But the problem is bigger than Adam Silver. So the ruling I expected, I'm not impressed by it because it was something that he had to do. And it's, no, it's whatever, man. But the problem is bigger than him. The problem is exactly what Donald Sterling said it was. It's a culture thing. And it's too big for him to change, and he doesn't want to change it. And now that he's 80-something, he's going to sit down somewhere and smoke cigars, whatever he want to do, and count his money that he's earning off the backs of black and white people alike. So, you know, it is what it is, man. You know, whatever. At least people feel satisfied. At least the players feel satisfied that they can go out and play basketball now. You know what I'm saying? And they feel like they got something, so they don't feel like they've been, um, you know, uh, taken advantage of or scarred or anything like that. They're not emotionally, you know, uh, uh, scarred by this or anything like that. So, you know, salute to them that they feel like they won. But, I mean... What what else did you expect Silver to do, man? He 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 had to put the hammer down. He had to put the Thor down, Majona or whatever. He had no choice. So if people are happy, so be it. Can't bring the fire. Bring the fire. What about you, FIFA? What what's your take on it? Man, I disagree with Ken. <laughs> I disagree <laughs> with Ken. Uh, mainly because you can't win every battle, and and you know like let 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 let's be honest, Silver inherited Sterling. You know what I'm saying? A, a lot of the things, a lot of the past happened with 
uh, Stern in, in, in power, not not with Silver in power. So obviously, this is what the NBA had to do. You know, we didn't know, you know, if it was going to be for life. And definitely, we didn't know what the final was going to be. But we kind of ex- we we knew what to expect. We know what to expect because there's laws in place for this. And at the end of the day, of course, Donald Sterling is saying, no, he's not going to sell because this is a business for him, you know, and he, he's been able to grow it, you know, especially in the last couple of years to almost a billion dollar industry. So with that being said, with the bylaws in place, they can force uh, uh, Donald Sterling out. By, by the other owners. The other owners can force him out, and they can terminate him. And, you know what I'm saying, like, like they're, 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 there's a whole bunch of different things that they can do. Now, does this make up for everything? Of course not, Ken. There's no one thing that can happen in 2014 that makes up for everything except making every single minority a millionaire. That's the only way, and even that will probably still cause certain things because a lot of these people still don't know how to manage money, and you give them a million dollars in a week, they're about to be broke. You see what I'm saying? So there's nothing from here or beyond, but this was a step in the right direction. This is a step that says that racism and this ideology, especially in sports, because let's remember, sports transcends a lot of racial issues. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of like a safety. It's something that binds everybody together because it doesn't matter where you're from. Can you put that ball through the rim? Can you dribble this ball? Can you make the appropriate pass? Do you have IQ? Do you understand this game? That doesn't matter what language you speak. It doesn't matter where you come from. And I think that this is just bigger for overall. Of course, it's not going to fix everything that's happened in the past, but I think that this is a step in the right direction for society to say, hey, we're not going to tolerate this. And because you can lose your business. You know what I'm saying? Of course, he's still a rich-ass man. Of course, he's still going to make a profit off of the sale or whatever, what have you, whatever happens with the Clippers. But at the end of the day, Ken, we have to embrace this as a minor victory in a large war, a war that's still ongoing. The difference is, is just that it's not all up in our face, that a lot of these people with these ideas, this ideology still have to smile in our face. You know what I'm saying? Because if you don't and you come out and you're this brash, especially when you're somebody of power, Something can happen to you, and that is the victory. That is the victory that you can't continue to live in America in 2014 with this ideology and just think that it's okay. Man, that that but is they, a great point, Fifo. You, you're, <clears throat> the touching on the the ideologies. I'm gonna read back just just some comments that he's made over the years. In a 2009 wrongful termination lawsuit by uh, Elgin Baylor um, that was eventually rejected from a jury, uh, the former Clippers general manager Elgin Baylor claimed that Sterling had a quote-unquote plantation mentality. From the lawsuit, Sterling said, Personally, I would like to have a white southern coach coaching poor black players. And I was shocked. And he looked at me and said, Do you think that's a racist statement? I said, absolutely. When he said, he's talking about Sterling here. I said, absolutely. He said, that's a plantation mentality. In the suit, Baylor claimed that three top Clipper players at the time, Sam Cassell, Elton Brand, and Corey Maggette, complained to him that Sterling was bringing women into the locker room uh, to look at the players. He once said to one of the women, look at those beautiful black bodies. Um, He also had a, in 2006, Department of Justice brought a housing discrimination charges against him for allegedly 
refusing to rent to African Americans in his L.A. residential complexes. The suit was settled three years later for $2.75 million. Um, he made comments such as, um, you know, the reason why he didn't want to have black people living in the building, he said that's because all of the blacks in the buildings, they smell. They're not clean. And it's because of all the Mexicans. They just sit around and smoke and drink all day. Uh, there was a report about uh, a woman who was having issues in her uh, in one of his complexes that, that she lived in. She was black. Uh, he said, is she one of those black people that stinks? And they asked, they said, well, she's black. She said, I'm not going to do just, I'm not going to do that. Just ev- evict the bitch. And this, now these are his quotes. Um, and the last quote, he, uh, he told, uh, let's see, the uh, former coach, Raleigh Massimino, who coached at Villanova, he said, I want to, while Raleigh Massimino came to Donald Sterling in 1983 for an interview, he allegedly said, I want to know why you think you can coach these niggers. And I don't use the N-word, but he said, that's what he said. I want to know why you think you can coach these niggas. In an interview, that being said, you're not going to change Donald Sterling. He is who he is. He thinks what he thinks. The scary part about it is is that when you're an owner, you can't have, if you verbalize that you have that type of mentality, because you're in a position of power. He's not Bob you know, from across the street who is the garbage man. He is someone who is in a position who is who can determine whether or not someone lives in an apartment building. He can determine whether or not someone is an employee at the Staples Center or they're an employee for the Clippers. That being said, like I said, he's not going to change. Um, so I, I, I slightly disagree with where you're coming from, Ken, because I think what's going to happen is is that no matter how much money he makes from the sale of the team, you know what Donald Sterling is tied to? He's tied to the Clippers. That's his baby. That's his child. And, you know, for, for most owners in most professional sports, they made their money elsewhere. They didn't make you because, know, you know, that's a, a popular misconception about professional sports that you, I mean, of course, yeah, your franchises make money. If you let these owners tell it, they ain't making no money, but that's not true. But most owners, they made their money elsewhere. You look at Mark Cuban, he made his, his millions in the, he made his billions in the dot-com in the industry. We ran and rave about Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones is in the oil and other businesses. The Cowboys wasn't his cash cow. That being said, this is Sterling's baby. So if the NBA pushes him out and they make him sell this away, it doesn't matter how much money he makes from it. It's almost like someone taking his child away from him. And that pains him. And I, I think, you know, Donald Sterling, yeah, he's 80 years old. He's going to probably fight this as, for as far as he can fight it, even though it's a losing bat. We already know right now he's not going to win the battle. He will probably take it to the grave. And just like people said, if he already said the Clippers aren't for sale, then that means he's, you know, starting to probably try to dig his heels in. He doesn't have ground to stand on. But I think what that shows is that this is someone who's who's delusional. Adam Silver mentioned in his in his uh, in, in the press conference today that they found and, and Sterling confirmed that that was his voice. Never offered a, an apology or anything like that. So you can't change people like that. A denial. I mean, or even at, a at one point in time, did he say, "Okay, well, hey, yeah, that was me. I messed up." I'm sorry. Go ahead, people. Oh, no, I was saying he didn't even come out to even deny the claim. No, no, he didn't, he didn't, and that's the thing, you, you never denied it, his lawyers, nobody never, when this story broke, nobody never denied anything that he, that he didn't say what he said, you know, because, they, I mean, the proof was in the pudding, the, the chick had, she had recorded conversations of it, so, 
my point is is that the Clippers mean more to him than what he could sell them for. Because, I mean, truth be told, if he was in the business of selling the Clippers, he would have sold them a long time ago. But this is his baby. And for anyone who has children will listen to me, it's almost like giving your child away or having someone come take your child from you. You don't want that to happen. So he's not – trust me, he's – it doesn't matter how much money he can make from it. He doesn't want to part with the Clippers, bottom line. And he may go like how Joe Paterno did. He may go out swinging or, or go to his grave, you know, standing on the principle of that's his team. Now, like I said, he it's probably not going to last long. But, you know, one thing we don't want to have is, uh, I know back in, I think it was late, in the late 80s, early 90s, George, George Steinbrenner was uh, banned by the by Major League Baseball. They, they let him back in two years later. Uh, that's what I don't want to happen. We don't want this to drag out, and then they say two years from now, three years from now, oh, you can come on back. No, this, if you're going to ban him, ban him. Um, let's let's jump to the lines right now. We got a call. Of, it's our folk calls in every week. My man Q calling from 804Q. What's up, man? Yo, yo, what's up, guys? What's going on, Q? Chilling, chilling. Man. What you got for us tonight, man? Man, just uh, listen to y'all, and I was listening to what Ken and FIFA had to say. And uh, I think I think Ken is looking at it from a correct perspective of what. Hello. Hello. What happened? Q, you still there? Q just I don't know what happened to him. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe maybe his lines are Q. Call back in if you get a chance, man. Call back in six four six. Four seven eight zero three five six is the phone number to call in. I know Q usually brings it every week when he calls in, so hopefully we can get him back on the line. Um, next question I have for you guys, and, well, and I wait, really wait, want I to get your go ahead, go ahead, Ken. Um, because I, I got, I, you know, I got to respond to that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. And and, and 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 thank you so much, Kyle, for for reading the history. I'm pretty sure all of us on the show have have, have familiarized ourselves with Sterling's history. But Sterling's history is exactly what I'm talking about. Because in order for Sterling to be, in order for the NBA or anyone to punish Sterling, the whole world had to watch. You know what I'm saying? He had to be recorded. There's been fouling after fouling after fouling after fouling after fouling, and no one did anything. It was public record. Stern knew about it, but like somebody said earlier, that's his boy. He's going to protect him. They like Donald Sterling because, hey, that's one or two or three or four extra wins. But you know what? You know, a year for them when they they sucked. Ken, but you have to also understand that the commissioner is not the boss of the owners. The owners are the boss of the commissioner. So if the commissioner doesn't, if, if the boss doesn't do anything, the commissioner really can't do anything because all of those legal things that Donald Sterling went through, they were all settled. So what is the commissioner supposed to do if the settlement was already reached? You see what I'm saying? And you're right. It was a different mentality. You know what I'm saying? They tried to force Donald Sterling out in the past. This isn't brand new. They tried to force him out. This isn't the first rodeo with Donald Sterling. He has been a problematic owner. It's just that he dug his grave, and this was just a lot. This is as deep as it goes. He can't get out of it. That's all it is now. Marge shot the Cincinnati uh, uh, Reds owner. She got caught saying stuff. 
you know, doing well, stuff on, let, let, me, let me stop you right there, Ken. What's different, and, and people don't want to hear this, but what's different between what Marge Schott said and what's different between Donald Sterling is the minorities or the people that she talked about. Schott, I mean, uh, uh, Sterling talked about blacks and Hispanics. Schott talked about Jews and blacks. You can't, in this country, talk about Jews. I mean, you can't talk about black people. You definitely can't talk about Jews. I mean, you really shouldn't be talking about anybody. But, I mean, she referenced Hitler. That right there was, I mean, beyond crossing the line. And I'm not Jewish, you know, but you, you don't say that kind of stuff. So that's what got her really in. I mean, she was already in hot water with black people, but once she pissed off the Jewish community, she was done. But go ahead. I don't want to say anything that's going to piss anybody off, but I will say this. We... African Americans, mm-hmm. our struggle is just you can't. I don't want to. I don't, I don't want to get into this marathon of of, of you know right. who has the know worst you know, know no saying. history. But I, I, I don't like the comment of she talked about them, so they had to go get us, and we don't matter. You know what I'm saying? You know how problematic that. You know the, the how that sounds. Whether it's right or not, whether it happens or not. That's messed up, and that speaks to the bigger issue that I'm talking about. Why do our needs and our calls always fall last? Why does it take for somebody to be caught on tape for them to be addressed, for them to be punished, when there's public records of this guy that has problematic activities over and over and over again? One of their legends, Elgin Baylor, it's coming to them and saying, look, this guy is a problem. And they swept it under the rug. We had to actually hear it. Come on, man. It shouldn't be that way. And, and that's the problem that I have. I'm, I don't care about this ruling. The issue is the fact that he was allowed to get away with it because he had the money. And we didn't matter at all. The world had to see it. And it's now it's a problem. I, I I don't I don't think it's that. Like let me let me address one thing that you said. You said because he had the money and he was able to get away with it. And you know what? You're 100 percent right. Money make the world go round, bro. Mm-hmm. I get that. Manziel. I get that. You know jo- jo- Johnny Manziel skated on by with, with with all of that autograph signing shit because he threatened with lawyers. But then Bryant can't have a damn meal at, at Deion Sanders' house, and he was suspended the whole fucking year because he can't right. afford no attorney. You see Black, white, though. Right, so. It's still exactly. a black-white issue. But, but Ken, Ken, Ken. Money Ken, is the difference, Ken, but it's Ken, still a black-white issue. Ken, it's not. That, those two things were not black-white issues. Those two things were green issues. That was a green issue. Yeah. Do you have enough green to protect yourself? Because at the end of the day, the way that, that our is system true. is built, the way mm. our system is built is, is not really on morality. It's how much money do you have to pay off somebody? Because a black man named Michael Jackson paid off a lot of people to either... Hush up a lie or hush up the truth. What what it is we don't know. But when you have money that hushes people up, it's a settlement. That's the way our law system is. And when you settle with somebody, that means that there is no admission of anything, whether you were telling the lie or the truth. And because that's the way our system works, Donald Sterling, in certain instances, he did ski on by because he had the greenback. And that's and, and at the end of the day, that's what our world comes down to. When you it, 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 it's not about 
whether you make the right choices or the wrong choices, do you have enough money to get yourself out of those wrong choices? Because right now, I could go down 285 and, and drive 100 miles an hour all damn day. Because I, I tend to see like this. I rarely drive the speed limit. I definitely go over. But if I want to drive 100 miles an hour every single time I want to, do I have enough money to pay all of those super speeder tickets? So no, my ass got to keep that shit down. But if I was Donald Sterling or another billionaire or millionaire, then that shit don't mean nothing to me. So, so at the end of the day, Ken, I feel you. I feel you on the morality thing. I feel you that people should not mean less than other people. I, I'm 100% there with you. But let's look at this thing in a systematic way. And our system has always been geared. It's a capitalistic society, bro. And our law and our judicial system is about that, too. And, and that's another reason why Sterling kind of sort of always got those settlements because he knew if I owe you five million, I'm gonna drag you through the courts. You're gonna spend another two, and by the time you get the five million, I owe you, bro. You only getting about a million, so is it worth it? Let's just settle. I'm not gonna say I owe you this. You're just gonna take the money. I'm gonna give you anyway because it's better than nothing. You know what? It is a systematic. It is a systematic problem, and you, you know what? And you're absolutely right. It is about money, and that's why this country went to war. Years ago, the whole civil war was fought over economics because they didn't want to give yep. up us as a slave labor. Yep. And that hasn't changed for years. Yeah, we got more civil liberties and we have more rights, but how many years of, of terror did we have to endure because of it? And not all, and all of it wasn't about money. A lot of it was about just white supremacy and, and, and feeling that they have more power or more rights than we do. But the issue you're speaking of, this money thing you're talking about, has been in existence since, since, since the eons of time. And, and it has continued up to this point to where they have even the gentrification of, of, of cities and, and, and has taken place, where they're, they're, they're making things easier for, for the upper class, i.e. red white people, and they're just funneling the black people to the lower class, to, to, to the projects, to the projects that don't have schools that are able to educate these people. So it keeps one race down and empowers the other. And that is, is, is part of the problem. When you look at something like what Donald Sterling was able to do by abusing or using the system to his game, the system that was designed to give the white people power, that is the problem, and the only way we were able to, to get some type of justice was the fact that he got caught. This system that has built in place for years is where we need to fight. We don't need an 80-year-old man banned from the NBA. How about we do more than just tweet? We but do more Jay, than just say what somebody else ought to do and what they ought not to play or what they but, should but, play. How about we do I more than get out of that? We that's shouldn't have vote because Jay, a black man is but in Jay, office. But, 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 it's but, bigger but, than this, man. But, but, no, I feel you. But here's the thing. Like, do you, do you and, and today, in 2014, because I know throughout your life you have experienced it, especially coming where you're coming from. But in, in 2014, do you really truly experience racism in the same way? You, you personally, I'm not, I'm not talking classifying or, gen, or generalizing a classification of people. I'm saying you personally, because I can tell you me personally, I know I don't. At times I may feel like that, but I could, and I'm not saying that racism does not exist whatsoever because it does. 
all I'm saying is, is that it, it, it's different now. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and the other thing, too, is, is, is just that the system isn't necessarily moving us or putting us in hoods or this or that. It's, it's like when we were at Florida State and we were talking about that cycle. You see what I'm saying? Because a lot of these kids, they're born into it. It's not their choice. Some young adults, some adults, sometimes it's not their choice. Sometimes it's where you have to go if you want a roof over your head or food in your stomach or whatever whatever your situation may be, Ken. Sometimes that is your only way to live. But when you are in that scenario, what are you doing to get yourself out to ensure that your offspring and your future offspring do not have to endure the same thing? Now, if you feel like you have to do something illegal to move out of that, and that's what you have to do, then by all means, do whatever you feel that you need to do. I'm not necessarily condoning that, but sometimes people truly do not have another option. Because working at McDonald's for 40 hours a week for $8, an hour, and you've got three shorties, that is not going to cut it, Ken. And if you are uneducated, what are you supposed to do? You know what it is? You know, it's, you, it's, it's not overt racism as it was back in the past. It's institutionalized racism, and that's the war that we have to fight. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Nobody's oh, running for me, throwing for an egg at Not to cut you off, Ken, I, I think you, 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 you're saying almost the same thing FIFA is saying. You, yeah, you have to fight it, you know, but by no means is, is what happened rate will bring bring about racial equality. I think what you, which one thing this does is it, I've always said race is the, the pink elephant in the room. It's, no, it's the thing that nobody wants to talk about, but everybody sees and they would much rather bypass it. The thing about yeah. it is, is the great part about, about sports and, and hip-hop and what you guys do and what we do on this show, too, as well, is that you're able to bring – sports is the – or think about it like this. You could be sitting – you go to a Hawks game or a Falcons game or a Yankees game or wherever. You could be sitting next to someone who has the same feelings as Donald Sterling. The exact same feeling. But you know what? The minute that, you know, Al Horford slams the ball, you jump up, you clap your hands, the guy next to you jump up and claps his hand, he gives you dab, you give him dab. And you guys are talking about the game, you're celebrating Matt Ryan throwing a touchdown pass or what have you. You talk, you know, you could be like the best of friends for that two or three hours. And then as soon mm-hmm. as the game is over, you go your separate ways. You know, but what sports does is it allows you to have that kind of interaction. And then maybe during those two or three hours, that guy realized, you know what, hey, that guy that sat next to me, he ain't that bad. He ain't like the guy that I see on TV breaking into places and robbing places. He ain't the guy like I see on Wall Street, you know, uh, uh, taking all of these things away from us. So it's it, it's it's a give and take. It's it's a start. And, and I think, you know, the exactly. conversation that we're having tonight is a start. And it's a, it's a dialogue that needs to keep going. Unfortunately, what happens in this country is that we have stuff to have us up, we have stuff to have us down. Like the Trayvon Martin, you had a whole bunch of push towards the stuff. You know, after the stuff dies down, then, you know, is it still in our realm of on. thinking because it's not in, in front of us anymore? You know, same with, with, with the movement that you guys have with hip-hop. You know, taking it to the college level, that is huge because you don't get higher education needs to be exposed to the type of stuff that you guys deal with. You know, because they, 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 all they know is what they see. You know, if, if if I listen to Chief Keith and Waka Flocka all day and I didn't know that Dead in Hip Hop exists, 
I mean, I would think about what I would be exposed to. So what I'm saying is, in a nutshell, it's, it's baby steps. You have to take baby steps. And unfortunately, that's where we are in society. You know, we don't have the, the landmark cases like we did in the Civil Rights Movement where we could just, where everything we were swinging for the fences every time that we stepped out, every time we stepped into the public eye. It's just not like that. Um, go ahead, people. I don't think it's a baby step. I don't think it's a baby step, man. I just think this is just a situation that, that had to take care of itself. You know, and you're but, right, Ken, but, 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 that, but, that, but that's life. Situations present themselves, you handle them accordingly, and you move on. Because you cannot change the past. The past is the past. We have to move forward. And I think that as a minority race, I think that the biggest thing that we need to do is it is independence. Just the same way America fought for independence from England, we need to fight for our own independence, and we need to create our own businesses, and we need to get on the ball. Because, look, here's the thing, and I'm going to be honest, and I'm not racist, but a lot of black businesses do not provide great customer service. Do you understand when you provide a service, it also comes with customer service. You need to treat me right so I feel good in terms of spending my money continuously with you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I just think that we need to start making ourselves independent. Back in the day, Oklahoma had the first black Wall Street, and we got bombed out because we were actually competing and making our own deals with other countries and other nations, and we were becoming strong. And the white people are always going to hold us down because there's a lot of hate in their hearts. They even want, they're the ones that brought us here and made us do all this shit and talk about we're not equal, motherfucker. We didn't even know about you. You came and you fucked with us. So if we're here now, we're still adapting, but I just think that there's a lot of mentality that we have to get out of. We have to get out of the slave mentality. I understand having nice, luxurious things, especially if you can afford it. You know, do, do you, but at the same time, create independence. Because what ha- like like, like, what happens if, 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 you know, God forbid, you know, there's a famine? Or, like, can, can we make our own goods? You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, there's just a lot of different things. As a community, I just think that we're very divided. Like, once we make it, we don't go back and really invest and really change the community that we made it out of. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's got to be a progression. It it's got to be about pro- progression, and I think, you know, even and it, it's not just with athletes; it's everybody, and and it's about really trying to take things to the next level as far as. And, but it's, I, I don't want to say it's baby steps; it's steps that we have to take. But we have to be conscious of the steps that we're taking. Um, it looks like our, our full Q is back on the line. Let's jump back to Q real quick. Q, you you there, man? Yeah, man. I was man. I had some shit to take care of, man. You know how I go, but um. <laughs> Yeah, basically, um, I've been listening to y'all, and uh, just think that I believe that Ken is coming from the right perspective from a long-term standpoint. Mm -hmm. And FIFO is looking at it from what it really is for right now. But on both sides, I have to give credit where credit is due because what what Ken is trying to say, and I don't think, uh, you know, behind all his emotion, I don't think y'all are truly getting what he's saying is, it's been baby steps for years now, and right. everyone keeps saying, "Oh, maybe next time we'll get this," and, "Oh, maybe next right, time right, we'll right. get this." And, and the struggle is really huge right now. It's been huge ever since they killed Martin and Malcolm, bro, and it's been before that. So think about all the history that we have now. 
what I think what FIFA is trying to say is that when it comes to right now, the 2014, right now in these playoffs and what he said, it's good because maybe the owners will start to see players for more than just a number and actually as like a person. It'll still be business, and people will still get cut. People will still have all this. I'm not saying that players will get kept because they're hometown heroes and nothing like that. I'm saying that maybe now owners who do feel this way, maybe they'll at least have the courtesy to not be so blatant and so obnoxious about their racism or their feelings or their upbringing that they'll be like, you know what, perhaps I don't want to end up like that guy. And also I need to keep my players with some type of respect because at the end of the day, they're all my employees. Now, to pose the question to y'all, I was reading I was reading this article and uh, it was on Hip Hop DX and they were talking about this this this, uh, this rapper named uh, Homeboy Sandman. And um, he basically called out black people and he said that black people are cowards. Now, when you hear that headline, of course, blogs are going to put that as the headline. I, I, saw, I saw that. Uh, I saw that article yeah. too. Yeah, so everyone's going to look at that like, oh, fuck, homeboy Sandman, he said black people are cowards. Now, if you actually look into the article and read, you know, the number one thing that mom always told me that when you, like, when you want to hide something from black people, put it in a book. So, <laughs> read, all right? So what he says in the article is that he feels as though the players should have boycotted, the players should have did this and that. Now, I want to touch on the fact that people don't realize that this is how people feed their families, man. Right. And this is this is bigger than that. People want everyone to be on, like, some Black Panther shit, standing up with shotguns in the, in the, in the line and shit. It's not going to happen. What people don't realize is that we are the most disenfranchised race of people there is. There's no one out there who is not as loose of, of a community as us. The Jews stick together and they get money. The Koreans, they stand together and they get money. With us, we kill each other. We do all this messed up shit to each other, and we always look at these certain killings like at Trayvon and Jordan Davis and be like, oh, why? But we never look back at ourselves in the mirror and be like, you know what, how come this dude just killed this other guy over a pair of Jordans? Or how come this dude shot somebody on Black Friday over a damn TV? And we don't ever look at ourselves and be like, the reason why we have these struggles is because we have to look at ourselves first. We can't look. We can't blame the other man when we are too busy shooting the brother man, and that's a quote from Hugh Newton. And that's just real well, shit. Well, you like, know what? No I, ever... and, and I think that's a great point, Hugh. The only only slight disagreement I have with that is that this ain't the time for that particular in full in full depth of that discussion. The reason being is because you have a big you have an even bigger issue on the table. You know, it's just like you know. Ken and, and, and FIFA and B have talked about censorship. They've talked about censorship and, 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 you know, things of that nature. You know, I don't think it's, you know, you can't start talking about censorship and hip-hop and then start talking about, without, without talking about everything else that ails these young, disenfranchised young men and young women that come from these communities that spit these lyrics. So, you know, while I'm saying, while I totally 110% understand what you're saying, right now, that ain't on the. That ain't on the. That that's not the the frying pan that's on the. That's not the pot that's on yeah. the frying pan. Oh, excuse me. The pot that's on the eye right now. The pot that's on the eye right now is Donald Sterling. And let's not yeah. get sidetracked. I mean, that's a. There, there is some underlying uh, outside byproducts that feed into this, but mm-hmm. let's not get so in into that discussion to where we forget who's left on the hot seat. He's on the hot seat yeah. right now. And. Yeah, I don't see- 
I don't think I'm, I'm sorry if I cut you off. I don't think no, go ahead, that, go ahead. I don't think that we as a people realize that this issue is something that's been very deep. Like everyone, you know, gets gets, gets taught about slavery and racism in school. At least I get, I used to get taught about you know, slavery and all that. And when I when I heard his his, his audio it reminded me so much of like almost every slave map in every black movie I've ever seen. And I was just like, man, I can't believe this dude actually says this. But at the same time, I wasn't really surprised because, you know, we've seen crazy things happen in a white man right. who want black people at his games. Like, we've seen that. And I think it is a step in the right direction. But to Ken's point, how many steps do we have to take we get there and that's the biggest issue do we set up programs to make these owners realize that these kids are coming from areas that might not be like where you grew up at do you realize that these kids might be coming from Chicago might be coming from South Central might be coming from Philly or whatever or do you just let this go on and just let the owners deal with 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 how they deal with it just move on with the everyday lives because we always forget about these things man you know, you know what, too. We, we can't, we can't expect for us to change other people for us to get better. We have to change us. We, we can't, we can't change a group of people. You, do you understand that? Like, this is a generational thing. Eventually, these people will get weeded out because, let's be honest, you're not born racist. This is something that is culturized. This is, and Donald Sterling alluded to it. I'm part of a culture. This is something that you that that you learn and and. At, at, the youth is more progressive. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We live in a different world. They have more technology. The, the, the world is, 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 is different. You see more interracial um, couples. The, the, the world is just different. Eventually, this old money becomes young money. You know what I'm saying? And hopefully, after three or four generations, that mentality, I don't. again, I don't ever think that it's all the way going to be removed, even through just generations. It, there, there, there's always going to be prejudice. There's always going to be judging. There's always going to be those underlying factors. But for the most part, I think that this ideology that Donald Sterling had eventually will, will, will pretty much cease to exist. Probably not in our lifetime, because I think that we're a couple of generations away from that. But at the same time, right now, today, we can't expect for them to change. They uh, to be who uh, they are. We have to change, Ken. We have to change, Q. We have to change our communities. We have to start oh, thinking man. about our communities. And again, like I was saying, all of these people that make it out, now they want to go and they want to spend X amount of dollars on clothes and jewelries and this new yeah. slave mentality. Instead of spending that $200,000 on that new Lamborghini, why don't you spend $200,000 on that school that you came from? How about you being having a voice? Like, like I lived in Dunwoody, like, for people that are in Atlanta, you, you know where Dunwoody is. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, right. it's a popular, you know, urban suburb, as I like to call it. And now I live in the inner city. I've seen Dunwoody in the last two years get a whole bunch of roads in the communities, the highway, the stretch of 285 that runs through Dunwoody, all repaid. But here I am now living in an inner city next to Turner Field where the Braves play, and the roads suck. How come? And that's that the Braves bring $100 million to the city of Atlanta because of the area. And why don't we have 
some of the biggest names that have made it out of Atlanta to put pressure on politicians or whoever to improve not just one segment of Atlanta, but all of Atlanta. How come, why is that, why is that idea so far-fetched? How, like, because and, and, and black people don't about. matter in the yeah, areas yeah. that they're not feeding the money. Ken, Ken, Ken but, 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 but again, again, but, but it comes with great, with great power comes great responsibility. Oh, and come on, Spider-Man, get out of here with that. Oh, come on, come on, come on. <laughs> look, 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 look. Here, the, the problem with Donald Sterling this whole Donald yeah, let's, Sterling let's situation real quick. <laughs> is that is that this issue is in your face racism, okay. and because it's in your face racism, the whole world is against Donald Sterling. But when it's not so as black and white as it is, then there's a fight and there's. There's an argument about what is racist and what isn't. And now all of a sudden, because we finally feel like we won something, the problem moving forward is complacency. We have a victory. And and, and we need to be looking well, at the long that, game and not that's the short game. Park, and I, don't, I don't know that anybody is acknowledging a victory. I, I, I don't know, man. I'm looking at that. Victory. I'm looking at. I'm looking at how people feeling, man. Like there, there are people out here well, like you know. I mean, that, we got one. We lost. Okay, we so lost I, 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 let me throw this out to you, Ken. I, and I'm pretty sure you. I saw people posting on Facebook and Twitter and stuff like that. But are these sports fans? These these are people who didn't, who couldn't pick out Donald Sterling from Donald Duck. Okay, so I don't really, for lack of a better, I don't really. I, I'm not gonna say I don't respect their opinions. But their opinions really don't matter. What matters to me is FIFO's opinion. What matters to me is Tiago Splitter in the chat room's opinions because these are sports fans. And I think it starts there, you know, because these are people who have educated, you know, as far as this particular subject is concerned. Don't, don't, get, me, don't get it twisted. Um, but I, I think, I, trust me, I see exactly where, and like you said, I, I see where both of you are coming from. I think there's just some middle ground. I, I, I'm more kind of like more on, on FIFO's side. <laughs> but I think there's a middle ground. And to be honest, and, and we're going to move on to the next question, but to be honest, th- we really could do a show just on this particular subject alone. I've, I've done them on my show, on the 12 radio show, on this subject alone, and, and, and do a full two, three-hour show. No lie. Um, I, I, I just got. I just have one more thing to say, man. Right, right. I, 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 you know, I like you. I care about what sports fans say, but they're involved. I don't care about them. I care about what everybody else is thinking because they're the one that's on the outside looking in, and they're the ones that have to to decide for themselves what this issue is. You know, as as looking from the uh, looking from a distance, and, and even though because it's. It's still a racist society. It's a culture thing, and it's bigger than just this being in sports. That's why it has transcended sports. We need to know what everybody thinks about this, not that pe- people that are involved. We- we've seen that people that are involved don't give a damn about what Sterling has done in the past, you know, because they follow sports, so they know he's had a history. They didn't speak up then. They didn't give a damn then. But, but, but now this become public. 
you know, all of a sudden it matters. So we need to know what the world thinks about this and how would the world deal with these type of cultural problems that we have because Sterling said to himself, it's big, man, and how do we change it? He says he can't change it. And I disagree with you, FIFO. If you look at the last four <laughs> years of whatever Obama's been in office, no, wait, wait, wait. If you look at when Obama's been in office, there's a lot of young racists out there now. That's oh, fueling yeah. a lot oh, of yeah. racism. It, it doesn't end. It, it's, it's, that, yeah. That's the part but of the He society. said it was. And, he said it was going to end. Sports, he said it's a general yeah, thing. Always remember, sports is a microcosm of society. You have crime in, in society. You have crime in sports. You have crime in, you have racism in society. You have racism in sports. Um, let me jump to the next question. Um, as far as Killer. Sterling's girlfriend, or jump off, boo, side chick, whatever you want to call it. And, and, and Q, I want you to answer this as well since we got you on the line. I'll start with B because I know <laughs> B's over there patiently waiting. Um, do you find fault? Because I keep, I, I've seen over the last few days, I've seen posts, people talk about, well, something that he was said, he said in the privacy of his own home. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it was illegally taped. He was set up by the conversations. Um, she baited him. If you look at the transcripts, I don't know. I mean, it looks like a regular conversation. Maybe she pushed him in this direction. Understand this before I answer, ask this question. This young lady, she is being sued by Sterling's wife and Donald Sterling. Strange wife. Now, she's being sued for $1.8 million. Uh, most of the $1.8 million is gifts that were given to her by Donald Sterling. So this is Donald Sterling's girlfriend. He gives, he's given her, he gave her two Bentleys, uh, a Ferrari, um, uh, two Range Rovers, um, you know, which begs the question, what that mouth do? Because <laughs> obviously <laughs> her mouth do something. <laughs> but on a serious note, so she didn't embezzle anything. He gave her these gifts. She's not paying him back, and he's trying, she's trying to finish him. So my question is to you, B, do you find fault with the methods in which she used to put this stuff out there? She recorded a conversation uh, that he had no knowledge of, and she put it out there for TMZ. Obviously, she got she got paid with that. She's probably going to write a tell-all book. She may even have a reality show. So do you have any problems with the method in which she went about it to put him on front street? Uh, I mean, I guess... I guess I'm looking at it from if that was me. I think from that from that standpoint, yeah, because it's like, why would you be recording privately recording my our conversations without even me knowing? You know, isn't that is that illegal? Isn't that illegal to do? Yeah, it's it is a court of law. But but remember, right now we're talking about the court of public opinion. This is not you know none, none of what she recorded will be admissible in a court of law. But he's not she's not taking him to court for anything that he said. It's just the fact that she put this out there. And this private conversation is now public, and it's public form for everyone to dissect. Hey, man, you should, you should keep your side chicks happy, man. You got your side chicks happy, and they won't be doing this, man. And also another thing, and you know, that that that, that little that little uh, golden box that these women have, man, it is abomination to it. T- it takes down nations, man. Take down nations. That box. Is so powerful that it can take. Oh yeah. And you see, it, it, it's been known for man. It's been known to take down, you know, man and and, and and nations for decades, for centuries, man. Like all over that box. It's, it's, it's powerful, man. How powerful that box is. Hey, hey, B. I'm gonna tell you what my dad told me a long time ago. 
He said that box uh, is like the seventy-two Dolphins, undefeated. Man, man they're undefeated. I mean, I mean, just look what look what the box have done over the century. They winning. Man. I mean, it's they winning, man. Look what it has done. So I mean, hey, look, uh, Sterling, keep keep the, keep your side chicks happy, man. From from from, from a, a popular opinion standpoint, because when I saw that, I'm like, up. Oh. You know, you see what happened with Tiger Woods. You see what happened with. I mean, it's, I mean, the list goes on. It goes on and on and on. And it's like, dude, just keep your chicks happy. So, I mean, from a legal standpoint, yeah, she was wrong because I'm like, that's illegal. Why she record this conversation? You know, like that. But hey, if he was doing something that pissed her off, hey man, could have kept her in check. She wouldn't be going off, uh, uh, making recording conversation. You being racist as hell, and, and and now now it's now it's taking you away from your baby, the Clippers. Exactly, exactly. What about you, FIFO? What was did you have a problem with what she did to you know to 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 secretly record the conversation? Put them out there. Um, I, I honestly no, uh, mainly because you know again somebody in power with with, with those type of views, it's just not right. And um, you know um, you know with his past. I don't know what her intentions were. I don't know if she was trying to, like, you know, kill him off in terms of, you know, just his career and, well, not career, but, you know, his ownership or, you know, she was just trying to put that, you know, that dagger in him. You know, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not sure, but um, but I'll put it to you like this. If I came across that recording, uh, I would definitely leak it myself. Um, you know, if, if somebody was talking some crazy shit like that to me, you know, I look, I... First and foremost, I probably wouldn't have recorded it myself, but if mm-hmm. somehow, some way, that recording came into my possession, oh yeah, I would definitely leak it. So um, I, I don't necessarily blame her. Um, you know, I, I don't like the fact that it could be a setup, especially if it's a setup. I don't necessarily condone that, but I think that this is something that um, people needed to hear, especially how he felt towards Magic Johnson, because right. that is somebody that is an established figure in the minority community that has made it and has given back and has created multiple job opportunities for everybody, has given back, is a great owner in his own right, has turned around the franchise, has done multiple things, has been a champion of, you know, or, or the face of HIV and AIDS for so long, and he still looks healthy. And, and you know, it, it's just Magic Johnson represents so many things for you to say, like, you don't want your somebody that's associated with yourself to be to be seen in public with Magic Johnson, man, that that's actually amplifying you, bro. Because Magic Johnson is bigger than Donald Sterling. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I, I, to me, that's just a little it's a little asinine, a little cuckoo. But you know, again, that's just part of his culture. And if I can allow some tape like that of somebody, you know, just don't talk that crazy shit around me because I will let the world know. <laughs> definitely, definitely. What about you, Ken? Uh, who, who went to Twitter and called the uh, he called P4X and called me King. <laughs> Ken, what about you, man? Did you have a problem with? I don't, you know, it's funny. I don't even know this chick's name because they said she's got like seven aliases. So the, the the chick, his girlfriend. Do you have a problem with the method she used in order to put him out there to TMZ and, the, and for the whole world, basically? Nah, um, I, I I don't uh, I don't know. I think he said it. I think we 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 kind of need. I mean, man, you know what? Um, 
Nah, man. I, I don't think we, we needed to know because I think, you know, some of us already knew. Um, I, I think what it what it did was it, it brought a, a larger conversation to to uh, racism. I think what it did was, um, looking at the long game, it's, it's just, it, it really uh, validated that racism is still alive and it exists in the world today because, you know, depending on who you talk to or any given day, people, is, you know, will say it doesn't exist. You know, and that everything isn't racist, or why does it have to be the race, or why you got to play the race card, this, that, and the other. And this is exactly why. You know, because it does exist, and, and oftentimes is held in private homes. And yes, this is a private conversation, this is a lover's spat, but this shows that we have a long way to go in this world. We as black people have been abused and tortured for hundreds of years. And now all of a sudden we're just growing, we're getting to a point now where we have to adjust to the new freedoms and liberties that we just got in the late 60s. So all of this is new to us, you know, because for so long we had to fight, you know, uh, white people, white supremacy. I should say white supremacy, not white people. We had to fight white supremacy. Now, as Q, you know, alluded to earlier, now we have to kind of get ourselves together in addition to fighting the, the, the white supremacy that still exists in institutions and in a systematic way. So, you know what, I have no issues with her um, bringing that conversation to the forefront in a way now where you can't walk away from it and say it isn't what it is. Now you have to address it head on. So, you know what, she, hey, slow clap for me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, because... Because you know what we 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 needed that man because you know it, it, this is a you know right there and you can't ignore it so I have no man, issues at all. Before you get out of here, got to get your take on it, Q man. What what uh what, what what did you think about it? Her methods as far as putting putting him out there. <laughs> um, uh, I thought I had no problem with it, man. and it's because you know. Everybody wants to put, you know, standards on race and whatnot, but when it actually happens, people always have, the, like, this reaction to it where it's like, man, this is this is awful, so why shouldn't we expose it? You know what I'm saying? Like, if, if Obama came out and a recording happened, people would be on that. You know what I'm saying? If Larry Bird had, had the recording, they'd be on that. So it should be even across the board. And because you do something in the privacy of your house, doesn't mean that it won't come to light one day. I mean, there are people right. who kill people in, in their houses. Don't mean it's right just because it's in my house. No, nah, bro. It's supposed to come out like that. And you have responsibilities as an owner that is supposed to be, you know, upheld to a certain degree. Now, exactly. basically, what she did was she held you to your word, right? You have no problem saying it in the privacy. So my policy is if I can say it behind people's back, then it's obviously something I shouldn't be saying at all. So it's like, mm-hmm. it's simple, it's simple as, as that, man. And I'm really proud that she did that. I don't know if she did it just to get publicity for her Instagram out there or whatever. You know how old these girls be doing out here. Right, so, right, right, right. You know, follow me. Nah, fuck all that. But at the same time, I'm proud that she did that. And, you know, my closing statement to y'all is basically we shouldn't be complacent. And we shouldn't be happy all the way about this. We need to always, we need to keep off our boot on this on this issue, and we yes. have to, we have to strive to do better as ourselves, 
we have to hold them back. We have to hold ourselves better. Change is a two-way street, and we can't achieve that without the understanding and knowledge on both sides for where both people come from. So, in closing, we cannot be satisfied. We have to keep going. We have to keep pushing. We have to keep trying to get understanding on both sides, man. Definitely, 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 man. Well, as always, Q, man, thanks for calling in, man. Definitely appreciate the perspective. And uh, thanks for calling back in after you got got dropped, man. <laughs> yeah, I know, man. All right. <laughs> thank you. Thanks, bro. We'll holler at you next week, man. Phone number Q called, area code 646-478-0356. You're locked in live to the Bill Marshall. Oh, now let me stop. <laughs> this is Dead End Sports. I'm your host, 12 Kyle. Joined by my partners in crime, man, FIFO, B, and Ken. Man, it's been hot and heavy all night, man. It's been hot and heavy all night. We got about nine minutes left. Um, so much more we can talk about. I, I'll, I'll add my little two cents. I didn't have a problem with her releasing it and how she went about it. Um, but as I mentioned earlier in the show, and I'll say it again, you know, to those who missed it earlier, freedom of speech ain't free. It never has been, never will be. Uh, everything that you say uh, has a price, and it has it has consequences and repercussions. You know, I can't go into any type of public building, even though people don't know me, I'm not a public figure, I can't go into a public, if I go into the public library tomorrow, uh, downtown Atlanta, and I say, I'm going to World Trade Center this spot, trust me, I will be arrested for making terroristic threats. You know, there's certain words that you can't say, or there's certain words that I won't say in a private conversation on my telephone, on my cell phone with, with Ken or B or FIFO, and mention the president's name and mention certain words. I don't want the FBI knocking at my door. You just can't do it. So, huh? I said the NSA You know they exactly. I mean, I mean with the quickness. So no, nah, so it, it's and that's you know there's certain after the, in the post nine eleven era there's certain civil liberties we've given up to track terrorists and things like that and I'm not gonna make this a political statement but you know should she have reported it no but I don't know what her motive was to get it out there but she got it out there and you know it's been a changing guard uh, the guard has changed in the NBA. Um, I mean, we've been on this all night, man. I, let's jump. To, <laughs> let's jump to some NBA real quick, man. As far as the series, man, uh, looks like since we've been on the air, uh, the Washington Wizards have eliminated the Chicago Bulls. Um, I, I don't have. Let me pull up. I need to pull up the OKC uh, Grizzly score. OKC, OKC, OKC is getting. They they getting blitzed by Memphis right now. Mm-hmm. What is it with what is it with that series, man? Why is it that OKC is it because of the physicality of them? Yep. Yeah, that's true. Matchups. Yeah, that is so true. Um, yeah, that that grind, and we we talked about it before too with the uh, Hawks and the uh, Pacers matchups. Styles make you know an old saying: Styles make fights, and um, you know if you don't match up well with teams. And it looks like Golden State and uh, the Clippers just tipped off uh, just a few minutes ago. So that's uh, that game is underway. Uh, yeah, the Grizzlies are up in the third quarter, seventy-two to six. Ooh, seventy-two to sixty, and the Thunder at home. So still a lot of time yeah. left. I got I got <laughs> to give it to FIFO, man. The other night we were watching the game, we were tweeting, we all were tweeting, and uh, FIFO said, "I think OKC was down by like what 18? <laughs> FIFO said, "Hey, no panic." 
So all they got to do is cut it to 10, and we'll have a close finish. And I'll be damned if that game didn't go into overtime. <laughs> 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 it made FIFA look like a genius, man. So hopefully we'll okay. be in for a, a great finish. Um, you know, like I said, the, the Sterling case, man, it's, it's overshadowed, uh, you know, a lot of what's been some great playoffs. Um, we also have uh, a, a huge fight coming up this weekend. Uh, B mentioned it a little earlier, uh, Mayweather fight. Um, so a lot of things on the table, man. It's just a good time in sports. I, you know, I know that, you know, some people may have tuned in to maybe not necessarily hear about the story, but, you know, we're not the Lone Rangers. We're going to talk about what's high. We, we have high sports opinions, um, and we're definitely going to talk about, you know, what's going on. Right now we got about five minutes left. I want to go ahead and jump into our – our, our, our closing shots, our, our parting shots. Um, I'll, I'll go ahead and lead it off. My, my closing statement. Um, I'm going to blame someone for this Donald Sterling case that doesn't, you know, really not really on the surface. Um, the Los Angeles division of the in the chapter of the NAACP. The NAACP was prepared to give Donald Sterling a Lifetime Achievement Award. A second. A second, a second. one. To a man who has racially been associated with racial discrimination and everything. Shame on you, that local chapter of NAACP. I don't like the NAACP, and, and I mean for a whole bunch of reasons that I, I don't have time to get into. Um, but shame on y'all. I mean, it's obvious that he threw some money your way. And you're buying him off. I even heard the local chapter president say that they forgive him. Of course you forgive Donald Sterling because you're in bed with him. Shame on y'all, man. Shame on y'all. And you know what? I'm going to be honest. I would really be cussing y'all out right now, but I know my mom is listening. That's all I got. (laughs) People, what you got, man? Man, look, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, this whole, look, these rich white billionaires, a lot of people in America, a lot of people in the world still think like this. So let's not be naive to think that, you know, to Ken's point that it all ends here, that we've won. This doesn't change anything. This is just a show that in 2014 that this type of ideology will not be tolerated and that there is a lot of repercussion when you are caught with this ideology when you're on a position of power because as a position of power that means that you're supposed to be a leader and as a leader you can't have this type of bigot attitude and thought process so be fair warned if this is how you think it better not be it better not come out publicly and don't say it around me because i'll leak it (laughs) don't shoot it to the birthday boy b what you got um, yeah, speaking of that fight, you know, don't sleep on, uh, I think this is probably one of the first fights in a minute that I'm actually looking forward to the undercards. The, all three undercards are pretty, mm-hmm. are all interesting fights that I think I want to see. It's a fight, it's a fighter that's under, uh, Mayweather Promotions, um, Love, Last Name is Love, from Eastern Michigan that I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing. Then okay. you got, uh, you got Adrian Bronner, um, trying to make a comeback yep. from, uh, and get from his first defeat, and you got Amir Khan fighting. So it, it, it's, and them all three undercards. So I'm like, this is this is. I cannot remember the last fight where I was actually looking forward to seeing the undercards. So I'm looking forward to this Saturday, man. Hoping you know, hope everybody come through, you know, celebrate my you know B day with me and stuff, and chill out, drinks, and 
joke around, shoot some pool, and, you know, that's about it. There it is. Ken, you got about 60 seconds, man. All right, I told you guys, Wizards in five. Thank you, Wizards. Um, second thing, you know, I get flack sometimes from my from my uh, ways on on race and this, that, and the other. Thank you, Donald Sterling, for validating some of those feelings that I have. We have a long way to go, man, and hopefully this can be a, a part of the agent of change we need to move forward in, in a society. Because I have a kid, man, and and I'm, I'm worried, man. And we we got to get better, man. And I'm gonna do my part to your voice to help us get there. There it is, there it is. Got to thank Steve, got to thank Q, got to thank my man Mike Seatown for calling in with his crazy self. Trevor Brown. <laughs> tonight has been epic, man. Definitely want to thank everybody who checked into the chat room. Uh, of course, we're going to bring it to you hot and heavy each and every Tuesday night. If you remember, remember if you missed any parts of the show, make sure to check out the archives at blogtalkradio.com backslash dead end sports. You can also check us out on Stitcher as well. Uh, for FIFO, for Ken, for Mike, for B, uh, I'm your host, 12 Kyle. We'll holler at you guys next week. Peace. Peace, peace, peace. Peace, peace, peace. Tours in this bad boy. Hehehehe. <laughs>